Shout out Lil Baby and shout out Trey Young. Sunday, the 21st, Trey Young played the Cavs, and I guess the rest of the Hawks did too. Uh, Atlanta won 133 to 111. Trey Young put in 35 points and 11 assists, and he's currently through. Are they? Is it five games? Yeah, it's five games. Through five games, averaging 19.8 points, 3.4 rebounds, 6.8 assists. Yeah, it was a hell of a game by Trey Young. Um, he's really come, you know, back down to earth these past two games. Though combined six of 24 shooting, um, combined 30 points. So. There you have it. He, he had more points against the Cavs than he has in the past two games combined. So, um, with that being said, we want to welcome you guys back to the NBA Quick Report podcast. We are your hosts, Mike and Jalen. Um, as always, we're doing this podcast as a part of the DMV Sports Network community. Um, you can follow them on Twitter at DMV underscore SN or check out any of their podcasts or articles at DMVSportsNetwork.com. Yeah, that's where you could find all things D.C. sports, including football, baseball, uh, obviously basketball. You can even find tennis and fantasy football. Um, with that being said, we will continue talking about Trey Young. Do you have anything else to say about him? Um, you know, he's had his ups and downs. Um, I think he's going to end up having a solid year. I mean, as you said, was it roughly 20.6 assists a game? That's a, that, that's solid numbers for Almost a rookie. Seven assists. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a really good passer. I didn't think he would. I mean... I knew he was a good passer, but I didn't think it'd translate right away. That's exactly what I was thinking because I know I tweeted, um, you know, don't don't get so hyped up about Trey Young. He's nothing special, which I could, you know, I could be wrong. So this was also a year ago. I said that when he was in college. Um, so I don't know how I feel. That team isn't very good, so he's asked to do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But then again, um, I didn't think his game would translate to the NBA at all. So I mean, we'll see down the road how that goes. Well, he's still shooting and making his. 40 foot jumpers so yeah it might have just might just work out that way maybe the Steph Curry comparisons are accurate well yeah, to an extent <laughs> well we'll find out yeah to an extent um what other rookies have been impressing oh off the top of my head DeAndre Ayton Ayton oh my god like he's he's going nuts Ayton the last three games has scored in the 20s his professional career he's never had under eight rebounds it's only five games but still it's a good sample size and he's averaging 17.8, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists. That's extremely well-rounded. Doesn't sound like rookie numbers to me. Not at all. And he's probably shooting above 50%, right? I would guess. I didn't look. I know but... it was uh, Saturday night. He had, I think he was 12 of 13 from the field. And he had 24, mm-hmm. 8, and 5. I looked at this <laughs> this morning and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, scoring 20 a game is hard. And for a rookie... Nowadays, as a big man, I think it's even more difficult. Yeah. Even though the pace is up, I just feel like it's just more difficult with the way the spacing is, and it's just harder for a big man to get up and down the floor. But, I mean, that's efficient. Mm-hmm. Bagley's been pretty good, too, for the Kings. Uh, he's up to thir- 13.7 points and 7 rebounds. 
Um, he scored in double digits all but the first game of the season, and surprisingly, he hasn't had a double-double yet, but I'm sure those are coming. And he's not even a starter yet. He's mm-hmm. coming off the bench. Yeah, that's we should probably mention that. Yeah, he needs to be starting. Uh, the Kings are hard to say anything like that with because they're so terrible at developing players. They're, they're but... kind of a surprise team so far, though. They're 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, that's true. They have more wins than the OKC Thunder and Houston Rockets combined. That is a fact. That's crazy. Uh, OKC's own four. Rockets are one and four. Anyway, we will get to that. Yeah. Uh, already talked about Trey Young. Uh, he's pretty well rounded right off the bat, and he's going to get better. I don't know what you can really say his peak is. I don't think Curry is fair. Curry the other night had fifty one through three quarters. Not. I mean, you eleven can't just... threes didn't even mm-hmm. touch the court in the fourth quarter. I mean, that was just it's ridiculous. Too easy. And Doncic, the man that was traded for Trey Young. Looks so comfortable. He doesn't look like a rookie at all. Not at all. He scored uh, 20 or more in three games this season. Uh, he shot 50% in three of his five games he's played. Um, one of the other games was 19, so he's right on that cusp of 20. Yeah, his per-game averages are um, 19.6 points, 6.2 rebounds, 3.8 assists, um, shooting 44%. So, I mean, those are very well-rounded numbers. Yeah, I thought he would be one that would come in with a like better passing ability. I think it's too early to, to write that off. Because oh, I'm not I, saying that. That's going to go up yeah. in assist numbers. Too, I just thought it sure. would be... Like seven assists kind of Right, guy. more yeah. like Trey Young. But uh, anything else rookie-wise? Uh, Miles Bridges I, with the Hornets has been pretty good. Yeah. He plays limited minutes, but he's averaging like 90 a game and yeah, just from the eye get, test. He'll get more run. Um I'm actually disappointed in Sexton so far. Me too. Being yeah. a Cavs fan, we've we've both seen more of him than probably most people have. Um, I, yeah, Sexton right now. He's still too raw. He's very raw. He's averaging 11, 2, and 2 basically. He's shooting 42% from the field. And he's had a couple turnovers too. And they're bad. They're like, he just plays ahead of himself. Oh, it's like he'll go to the basket and he'll turn around and just throw it back towards the three-point line. Mm-hmm. And it goes for an uncontested layup or dunk for their team. So that those are just those are terrible turnovers. Those aren't even just like oh you threw out of bounds. That's like you're turning it over and giving up points. Yeah, that's he, a four or five point swing. Yeah, he plays he plays a little too fast for his NBA IQ. I think. Uh, speaking of the Cavs, they just today announced the firing of Tyron Lue. Uh, Larry Drew is their assistant head coach since fourteen fifteen season when LeBron returned is their interim head coach. Um. I don't know what to say about them. I didn't think they'd be this bad. I mean, they they got fucked up by the Nets and the Hawks, who are both supposed to be worse. Yeah, they look they look pathetic. Um, they have they are one of the few teams that haven't won a game yet this year. Um, who's the other team? The Thunder haven't won a game. Thunder zero and four. Let's see. Thunder haven't won a game. Yeah, we got that. Cavs. Um, that's it. Yeah. Wow. The Cavs have played six games. <laughs> Thunder have played four. Um, the Cavs currently in the NBA have the second worst point differential in the entire league. The only team with the worst point differential is the Phoenix Suns. So they're just pretty bad on both sides of the ball at this point. Yeah, um, they got Love averaging 19, 13 and a half rebounds and three and a half assists. Uh, and Chetty, Chetty Osman, he's those aren't great numbers 12 5.3 rebounds 3.7 assists but those assists actually lead the Cavs oh my god not George Hill or 
Sexton or any yeah, of the point guards. Get it done. It's Chetty. Not but. borderline four assists leading the team is not right. what you want. That's rough. Especially on a team that doesn't even have LeBron James. Like this team, you're supposed to without LeBron, you would think they would move the ball more. They mm-hmm. would get everyone involved. It's been the opposite. It's been like they take the ball and just try to go ISO. Yeah, it's weird. everybody gets like their chance. You've seen Hood. You've seen uh, Sexton, Chetty. I mean, Love is Love. So I'm not gonna knock on Love for going ISO, which is fine. Um, but Clarkson too. Everyone knows what Clarkson does. Well, Clarkson's gets, like fourth in the NBA of scoring off the bench. He's yeah. averaging like 17. I think it's. Uh, I'm not even gonna try to name the players. I know Reddick was one of them. Oh yeah, Reddick's been hooping. Hmm. But yeah, the Cavs. Maybe it's a good thing that they're so terrible. They're gonna because this way they'll keep their pick that At they traded point, for Corver. Yeah, it looks like they're gonna keep that that pick because it'll fall in the top ten. Um, so they'll have their pick. They'll probably get. You know, they could get a guy like Zion Williamson. Well, they better hope they get a top pick, or they're not gonna be able to get a coach. Who the hell's gonna want this roster? <laughs> Nobody. If they go, if they win twelve games, and then. I guess Larry Drew will keep the spot, but he has a he's old. Larry Drew has been an assistant around the league for a long time. He's been a coach since '92, an assistant coach. Yeah, and he played was, he played before that. He's 60 right now. Yeah, he was an assistant coach for the Lakers, then the Pistons, then the Wizards, the Nets, and the Hawks. He was the head coach of the Hawks from 2010 to 2013. Um, then they brought in Mike Budenholzer to replace him. He was the head coach of the Bucks for one year, then was fired and replaced by Jason Kidd. Joined the Cavs as an assistant in 2014, and he's been there ever since then. And um, today, being named the new interim head coach of the squad. And they already said with hopes of potentially keeping him long term. Yeah, I saw that. They uh... was that just a was that just a morale boost, or was that like a a real thing. I don't know. That could turn into a bad thing because I think Larry Drew wants the commitment now and Dan Gilbert doesn't want to give it to Dan him. Dan Gilbert's like... never given commitment. Right. Even with GMs, he's he's cycled through GMs. Mm-hmm. He's never committed to anybody long term. Well, he's got his team back. All right. six. It's definitely it's a Dan Gilbert team. What he wants, I guess. Uh, speaking of the Bucks, they're the opposite. They're 6-0. and oh. Uh, they actually have, through the first six games, their f- best offensive rating in franchise history. They're at 113.6. Giannis is averaging 25, 14 rebounds, and 5.7 assists, which is disgusting. Um, yeah, we had someone on Twitter today say that he's having a down year. They he's... said, uh, we tweeted about the Celtics' success with Kyrie only averaging like 14 a game, and this kid said, uh, you know, the Bucks are 6-0 and and Giannis hasn't even played well, but who cares because it's Milwaukee. Okay. Giannis is an MVP candidate. He's right. playing fucking outrageous. Exactly. And another one said, well, if you'd watch the games, you'd see that it's not even close to his potential. It's like, what do you fuck do you want from him? Right. He's 24 years old. Of course he's going to continue to get better, but as of right now, he's already an MVP candidate. You can make a case that he's a top three player in the league. The fact that people are bitching that he has 25, 14, and 6, and, he, and he's, quote, quote, playing bad. Right. Give me a break. That's unreal. I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Yeah, they're they're playing really well. Middleton is a guy that we hyped up all mm-hmm. offseason. Um, and he's 22 points a game, near six rebounds, three assists, um, shooting a three ball 57%. He's unreal. He's a <clears throat> silent killer. He is. He's so good. He always flies under the radar. 
Uh, I love Chris Middleton. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they are having a great year so far. And the Bucks are also first in rebounds per game as a team. Yep, they are fifth in the league in points per game and fourth in opponents' points per game. And they could likely have the coach of the year and the MVP on their team. Yeah, it's extremely early, but I think I can agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. It's possible, on both at least. aspects. They'll both be, at this rate, they'll both be in the race for either award. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy that the Hawks fired Budenholzer and uh, the Bucks just swooped him up. It wasn't even three weeks, and yeah. he was he was fired in April, late April, and then he was hired by the Bucks in mid-May. It's a crazy upgrade from Jason Kidd, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, and that's not even a knock on Kidd. It's just that Budenholzer is this much better of a coach, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So, he, I mean, he's got a legitimate shot to win Coach of the Year. Obviously, it's, it's only been not even two weeks of NBA, but with this team, with this team, with that coach, I mean, they, it's a pretty limitless ceiling. I agree. Their franchise high in wins is 66 games. You think it can get near that? That's a lot. It is a lot. God. It was in like the sixties, um, I think. Sixty-six. I I could see them push for sixty, and that's still saying a lot. Yeah. Most people have them high forties, maybe even fifty. I'd say so. Um, which is where I have them. I think I have them at like forty-eight, forty-nine wins. But they, I mean, they could get sixty at this rate. I mean, good God, they've just, they killed the Timberwolves by thirty. Yeah, they the it was like whatever one twenty-three to ninety-five or something. It was. I mean, when I last checked. Um, it was like 105 to 72. I was like, oh my god. Well, yeah, they smack them up. I don't have to worry about this game. Yeah, that was, in, that was insane. So looking at the stat leaders so far for this season, um, for points per game, we have Lillard coming in at first with 33.8 points. Steph Curry second with 33.7. Um, Kemba Walker at third with 31.7. He's been tearing it up lately. Then we have KD... 29.7. We saw the other night he went off in the fourth quarter. 25 of his showboat, think, showboating the for the Knicks fans. Um, and then fifth, we have Zach Levine at 29.3. Mm. That man has scored 30 or more in every game except for one. And there was a big question of whether or not he earned his contract he got. And he's he's proven everyone wrong so far, and he's doing it at a high clip. Nearly 53% from the field. It's nuts. Um, it's not really translating to wins for the Bulls because they are, what are they, 2-4? and four? I think so, and they've been without marketing for a little bit. Yeah, they're 2-4. and four. So Actually, I don't think they've had marketing at all. I think he got hurt in the offseason. Yeah, he's out for a little while. Bobby yeah. Portis is out for a few weeks, too. We got that a couple days ago, that news. Um, yeah, so that those points, what's your... How do you feel about that? Levine surprising. Um, Lillard being first is a little surprising. But he's been. Yeah, he's been. We saw these past couple. What's his game like? The past couple games. His well, he's only played five games. They're three and two in those games. Uh, game one through five, twenty-eight points, twenty-nine, twenty-nine, forty-one, and forty-two. Yes, yeah, so we got. Back to back forty plus point weeks. I think they. And they're both they away won, games. I think they lost one of those. They did. Too. They lost against Miami. Yeah, and he dropped 40-plus in a loss. Um, looking at rebounds here now, um, coming in first, Andre Drummond, 15.8 a game. Hassan Whiteside, 14.6. Giannis, 14.2, like we mentioned earlier. DeAndre Jordan, 13.8. And Anthony Davis at 13.3. 
So really not many surprises here, I would say. Maybe Giannis being that high is a little bit of a surprise. I don't know. According to Twitter, he needs to pick up the slack. Yeah, according to Twitter. Um, yeah, all these guys, Drummond, Whiteside, Jordan, Anthony Davis, they're all insane rebounders. So yeah, I they guess should be there. Yeah. Giannis is in the conversation, but I don't know about 14 a game. Yeah, that's nuts. But uh, sometimes I forget Whiteside exists. I think a lot of people do. It's a big roller coaster of a career for him. Yeah, coming out of nowhere and then having that insane year that he had, mm-hmm. um, getting his 2K rating up, like he said, and then all of a sudden just like falling off the planet, like getting his minutes cut. He was almost borderline not playing in the playoffs yeah, at all. He was bad. Yeah, that was a interesting story here. Um, another interesting take right now is the top five leaders in assists. It's Harden one. Hmm. Is he? It's Mike Lowry. No, okay. It's Kyle Lowry. <laughs> 10.3 assists per game for Kyle Lowry. Huh. James Harden, 9. LeBron, 8.3. DeMar DeRozan, 7.8. You don't say. And John Wall and Drew Holiday tied at 7.6. I'm a big fan of Drew Holiday, as we've discussed. Yeah, that's another guy we, we really hyped up these past couple weeks um, leading up to this season. Who did you say he was tied with? John Wall? Yeah, 7.6 a game for both of those guys. DeRozan, 7.8. That's very surprising. But I guess that's maybe that's the system. This is one of those rare occasions where you sit back and you say, you know what? It was a damn good trade for both sides. Yeah. Because I feel like DeRozan fits in that system so well with the Spurs, and he's thriving. I mean, he's averaging um, 27.2 points, 7.8 assists, 6 rebounds, shooting 48% from the field. That'll get better, too, though, shooting. Yeah. that's. I mean, he's having a, a great year. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, yeah, that's that's a great, great stat line so far. John Wall, Drew Holiday, again, 7.6. I wouldn't really say it's too much of a surprise for me. Um, no, John Wall could be higher, but they're also without Dwight right now because his ass is sore. Yeah, he's had a sore and ass for three weeks. That's apparently. like two or three assists just right there, just lobbing yeah. it up to his big ass. I am <laughs> I am surprised that Lowry, 10.3 assists per game. Yeah, that, That's, won't, that won't hold No, up. he won't sustain that. That's pretty high. I think he'll finish around like seven, seven and a half. Yeah. He's always been a solid passer, but I, I never envisioned him being um, a double-digit assist threat mm. every night. No. I think seven is very sustainable for him. But we both know, everyone knows, LeBron and James Harden will both get eight-plus a game. Where's, well, it probably doesn't matter because I think he's played two games. But where's Chris Paul right now? I don't think he qualifies yet. Probably not. He hasn't played too many games, and the reason he hasn't is uh, the Rockets-Lakers game turned out into a brawl. I think that was the Saturday we were recording our last podcast. I think so. So we didn't get to talk about it. but Yeah, that was crazy. So it was li- pretty late in the game, and uh, there was a scuffle between Rondo and CP3, which is a long time coming. They've always had some animosity between each other. They really have. Uh, Rondo, it looked like in the video that he spit in Chris Paul's face. I'm to me, pretty it, sure. didn't, it didn't look on purpose. He was wearing a mouth guard, and... You, you know what a gleek is? Yeah. You spit just fucking flies out of your yeah. mouth. That's what it looked like. And then Chris Paul took his index finger and tried to and just remove shut, Rondo's just, eyeball. Yeah, he just tried to jab his eye out. 
So Ronda retaliated with just a fat left hook to yeah, it was Chris a, Paul's eyes. It was eye a three piece side of fry right there. And that was yeah. And then Brandon Ingram came from the fucking parking lot and just tried to sucker punch Chris Paul in his mouth. Dude, he's got those eight foot long go go gadget arms, mm-hmm. and he just the right hook just came flying in. <laughs> but I, I I will say, Chris Paul did land a sneaky punch on Rondo. Dude, I saw yeah, that, like, I saw the screenshot. It was no, it was a dead straight punch right, oh, really? and it looked like his nose was inside of his face from the picture that I saw. I didn't see that one. The one I saw, like Rondo hits that uh, punch on Chris Paul, and Chris Paul kind of falls back a little bit. He almost he almost <laughs> got knocked out. And Rondo spot. was trying to go at Chris Paul. And then, uh, like, when Rondo was coming at him, Chris Paul came up with his right hand and hit Rondo in the face a little bit. But yeah, that was entertaining. You hate to see it, but if you do see it, you gotta try and enjoy it. Um, I thought it was awesome. I mean, like, not awesome, because you shouldn't be fighting like that, but, like... Not. But that landed Chris Paul, uh, I think it was a two-game suspension, which he was kind of the instigator there. That can go either way. Ingram got four, Rondo got three games, and CP3 got two. See, here's the picture I was talking about. I just found it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. He's inside of his face. It's a it's a nice little jab that really that's no solid. one picked Elbow's up on. Elbow's extended. Yeah. Oh yeah. When was that? Right after it was. It was as LeBron was grabbing Chris Paul to to drag him back okay. because LeBron was choosing yeah. his best friend over his own teammate. Well, that's that's a uh, that's a take, I guess. LeBron was already on that side, so wouldn't it be stupid for him? in a fight to like consciously go to the other side of a fight and grab Rondo as opposed to CP3 a foot away from him. Yeah, you might as well just grab the guy closest to you regardless of what team he's on. Yeah, I agree. Rockets are struggling, especially with that Chris Paul suspension. They're at one and four. Harden's trying to pick up the slack at 28 and a half a game, 6.3 rebounds and nine assists. Like you said, he's, was it second in the league in assists per game? Right? Yeah, he's at nine. Nine assists a game. And, uh, Rockets currently have the worst defensive rating in franchise history. They're allowing 116.9 points per 100 possessions. Oh, my God. Not good. Uh, They're 21st in points per game this year and 26th in defensive rating. So they're not scoring a lot, and they're giving up a ton of points. That's exactly like we said earlier this year. We were talking about the... You know the pros and cons of adding Melo to this to this mm-hmm. team. It was adding Melo, losing was, Ariza, yeah, yeah, losing two of their their best wing defenders in, in Bob Mute and um, Ariza. Mm-hmm. Those are their two best wing defenders, and they're now gone. I think they really need to make a good effort at getting Jimmy Butler. How One much, man doesn't make a team. How much but better of an effort can they make? They offered four first round picks, and they said, "Nah, we're cool." Yeah, but they also offered Marquise Chris and Brandon Knight. Give them three first round picks and a player that, like a rotation, not a rotation player for them, but so somebody that can help. How about one first round pick and Eric Gordon? That's not enough, I don't think. Two first round picks and Eric Gordon. That's that's about right. They said that they want Eric Gordon. Who does the Wolves? Yeah, Minnesota. Fucking give him then. I mean, that's what I thought. But I'd give two and Eric Gordon for him. I would, too. If you want to win a championship, that's how you do it. You you know, you build for right now. And that helps their perimeter defenses. Butler's one of the better defenders in the league. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. They that's... would have... They would have um, I'm not saying Mello would start, but just like the names. Mm-hmm. You would have Chris Paul, James Harden, um, Jimmy Butler, Carmelo Anthony, and Clint Capella. That's a fantastic that's, death lineup. That's crazy. Yeah, To go at the Warriors with. That could compete with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. As long as Melo is 90% of what he was five years ago. 
He could be. He could. The for, other night he had 21 on efficient shooting. That's the thing is he can score, but it has to be efficient or it's yeah. not going to help. Yeah. And I think his um, his defensive inefficiencies can be made up um, <coughs> by Capella and Jimmy Butler playing. Yeah, that's great the thing. Defense. And Chris Paul is a, is one of the better defenders in the league too Yeah, um, amongst guards, and that's really something that people don't really talk about anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he still is one of the premier guard defenders. You'd be able to hide Melo a little bit with Jimmy Butler on the team. Oh, I believe so. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I would really love to see them get get Butler. They do need to make a, a little bit more of an effort. Four first round picks is a lot, but they don't. I mean, they want some players that can help now. Yeah. Because four first round picks might not line up with like Cat's prime. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It. it you don't want Cat declining. I don't know what Minnesota wants though. I mean, they literally said we want Eric Gordon, but like, okay, what if they offer Eric Gordon and they say, hmm, now we want James Harden? <laughs> That's something that they would do. I think Eric Gordon and two first would be good. Two, like far away first, not far, but like two or three years. Because if they trade for Butler, and then he bounces, Melo fucking retires or something, and. Then those picks are probably a little valuable. more valuable, right? Especially if it's four years down the line, Chris Paul will retire in the next four years. Mm-hmm. I would assume. I would say if they give it three years, three and four years down the line, and Eric Gordon, I would do that. Yeah, because yeah. Butler's leaving regardless. So I would, like, I would think, but you never know. Nowadays, you never know what the hell's going to happen. Well, no, I don't. I'm not saying the Rockets. I'm saying oh, the he's leaving the yeah. Wolves. Yeah, there's, there's not even a question that he's not right. Leaving that so team. you got to get something. He will be traded. You have to get something. Yeah. And you'd rather do it now because at the deadline, his value is going to be less. Yeah, because you only get everybody's going to offer you a second round pick for him. Right. You only get him for <laughs> so much of a season at the deadline, as opposed to now where it's damn near a full season. Mm-hmm. And teams. That's the Paul George effect is you want to get a guy in early and get him in the system and the culture and hopefully convince him not to leave. So I've been wanting to ask you, so far this season, who is your biggest surprise, whether it be player, team, good or bad? I have a team. My biggest surprise. Can you tell me, just take a guess, what team is third in the league in defensive rating? Oh my gosh, in defensive rating. You would not think it'd be them. At least give me the conference. West. <sighs> um, give me a second. I'm going to say... Damn, this is hard. If you guess it right, people are going to think this is staged. I know, but it's really not, I swear. Take a guess. I'm going to get it wrong, but I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to say the Trailblazers. No, the Denver Nuggets. Wow. Yeah. Because they suck at defense. They're asset defense. Yeah. And right now they're third in the league at holding opponents to zero points a game. No, their defensive rating is at 101 flat. The only people better are the Bucks at 97.8 and the Celtics, which this is disgusting, 95.2. Wow. The Nuggets schedule from game one through five, which they're four and one in that time stretch, they held the Suns, or I'm sorry, they held the Clippers to 98. They held the Suns to 91. They held the Warriors to 98 points and beat them. Wow. The Kings, 112, and the uh, Lakers scored 121 and beat them. So they are defending at probably their best clip since in like this modern era, like Jokic. Right, and, right. And, yeah, so I was extremely surprised to read that. 
Uh, and just real quick, while I'm on the Nuggets, I wanted to bring up Jokic's stat line against Phoenix. This man had 35 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, 4 steals, 0 turnovers. I think that was a record for the the bet like the best triple double with mm-hmm. no turnovers. Then his shooting percentage too wasn't it crazy? A hundred percent. Yeah, that's what it was. Eleven for 100%. eleven. He scored thirty five on eleven shots. Oh my god, that's disgusting. That's probably my favorite stat line from the season so far. Dude, that's crazy. What's your uh, surprise? Um, so far, it's a man <clears throat> that he showed a little bit of promise last season, but it's uh, uh Karis Levert. Yeah, the Nets. The Nets. Oh yeah. This year, he is averaging 21 points a game, 5.2 rebounds, and 4 assists, shooting the ball at 52%. From the field? From the field, yes. Yeah, so he is, and he's taking 15 shots a game, so he's, you know, asserting his will on that team, showing like, hey, I could be the top dog on this team, on a team that doesn't have a ton of talent. Right. Which was also thought as D'Angelo Russell's team, but... If, if Levert's taking 15 shots a game, is it really Russell's team? I don't think Russell is doing too well this year either. I don't think so. I haven't seen his name anywhere yet. I haven't either. But that so could, that could be that could be good or bad. Yeah, it could, well, it could be just it's the Nets. Yeah, that too. But I will look up his stats real quick. They are... No, I didn't mean D'Angelo Russell bored. D'Angelo Russell this year is averaging 15 points, 3.8 rebounds, and 6 assists, which is serviceable. Yeah, but not for a guy that was thought as like one of the next point guards of this league. He's shooting forty percent from the field. That's bad. Oh, yeah, that's not very good. Three point percentage is forty five. That's pretty good. He takes five and a half attempts. Well, which a game. means that his his two point shots are pathetic if he's shooting better from three than he is from the floor. His two point percentage is thirty seven percent. That's that's absolutely pathetic. That is terrible. Wow. So yeah, Karis Levert is scoring about this. What's it? Twenty one points. Twenty one points. He's scoring a lot more. And, on and roughly only th- the same amount of shots. In only 31 minutes. Mm-hmm. His per 36-minute averages are 24, 6, and 5. He's a dog. That's all-star numbers. It is. It might I'm, not be too hard to make it on the Eastern Conference. Don't quote me. He's not an all-star. I'm just saying like that. I mean, those are very serviceable numbers that could, if they're improved, they could, uh, they could propel him to an all-star caliber player. Yeah. He could get there. Especially on the Nets, there's a ton of just open space to work with. He's only 20. He just turned 24 like last month. Two months ago, actually. Another Eastern Conference player has been kind of playing out of his mind for the last week, at least. Blake Griffin. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, against Chicago, he had 33, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. Against Oh, that was a win. 118-116. to 116. Against Philly, they won 133-132. to 132. He had 50 points, 14 rebounds, and 6 assists, including the and-one game winner. You know, it pissed me off because you know who put Philly ahead was my, my boy was. Redick. He had, first off, Redick made a clutch three, and then he didn't realize how, he had, they had no fouls to give. He fouled the yeah. guy on the other team. Don't remember who he fouled. Um, they made free throws, and you thought Philly lost because it was over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he... Makes an and one three four point play makes the free throw to put them up, and then they put in Amir Johnson to guard the ball out. Yeah, why would they do that? I don't know. He's big. He's slow. He's not good. They put him <laughs> to guard the ball out. Detroit passes it in. Blake Griffin gets the ball. 
I don't even know if it was Amir or whoever was guarding him on the, on the perimeter made a pathetic excuse of an attempt to guard him. He drives in and just destroys Covington. <laughs> he did. Lays it up and won. Sinks the free throw to give him a 50-piece. And the rest is history. It was rough. That was a great game, though. Uh, it was a great game. It just pissed me off being a Redick fan <laughs> that, uh, that that happened. Um, and then the third game that I want to mention is against Cleveland. He had 26-10-3, which is... It sounds like shit compared to those other two lines, but that's like pretty classic Blake numbers. Yeah, um, people people actually forget he was he was one of the MVP candidates. Um, I think it was four years ago. Yeah, I think it was twenty fourteen. He was fourth mm-hmm. in MVP voting. So don't forget, don't don't sleep on Blake Griffin, guys. I remember. Yeah. So let's take a look at this week's um, upcoming you know big matchups. We have Monday night. Um, Raptors Bucks, the battle of the unbeaten's. The unbeaten's as well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're both what? They're What's both, the Raptors? They're both six and zero. Oh. Okay, but not after Monday night. Only oh. one team will advance to seven and zero. Oh. What's your take? Who you got? It is. Let's see. It is. In Milwaukee. Is there a spread? Um, nothing yet. It could just be a pick'em. Okay. ESPN's Basketball Power Index predicts Milwaukee wins 56 to 40 for 44%. So it's pretty pretty close. It's pretty close, yeah. I think they they have the edge just cuz it's a home, it's a home game. I'm mm, I'll pick the uh, Bucks. I'm going to go with the Bucks. I'm going to go Bucks in a close one. Bucks. Um also that night late game, I guess if you're going to call it late 9 o'clock Eastern time. Um Pelicans Nuggets. Well, that's gonna be a fun one. That could, I think, even though the Nuggets have shown promise defensively, I think this will be a shootout. Well, the Pelicans are first in points per game. They they score 124 a game. Yeah, I'm thinking that there's no way each team scores any less than 120. It's gonna be 120 plus for both teams. Yeah, it it should be a high score too. That'll yeah. be a good game. Uh, moving on to Tuesday. Anything good here? Oh God, there's. Philly plays the Raptors. Okay. That should be a good game. Yeah. What time's that? That's seven a seven seven thirty on NBA TV Tuesday night. Okay. That should be a good game. Uh, let's see what else here. Blazers Rockets eight o'clock. That should be a good game too. If you want to call Clippers Thunder a good game, I don't. Oh. I don't. Okay. We'll skip that. <laughs> uh, let's see Wednesday. D. Well. Pelicans Warriors. Oh yeah. We'll see how the the quote unquote new Pelicans look against these Warriors. That's really about it for Wednesday as far as good matchups. Moving on to Thursday. Ooh, Bucks Celtics on TNT. Thursday night, eight o'clock Eastern Time. Could be the Eastern Conference Finals. Very well could be. And then the late game on TNT is Pelicans Trailblazers. Well, rematch of the of the playoffs last year, Pel- uh, Pelicans embarrassed the Trailblazers. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, that was an that should be a, that should be a high score too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Friday. Um, let's see. Anything good here? Wow, there's nothing. These matchups are terrible. <laughs> Clippers, Magic. Who wants to watch that? Rockets, Nets. Again, that doesn't sound fun to me. Thunder, Wizards, maybe. I mean, both teams. Both teams have. Yeah, both teams have really struggled. 
at um, the start of the season. Pacers, Bulls, I'm not interested in that. Knicks, Mavericks, I guess. Maybe they thought at the time Kevin Knox versus um, Doncic. Doncic would be cool, but not anymore because Knox won't be playing. Grizzlies, Jazz, no thank you. Raptors, Suns, that won't even be close. That's abuse. <laughs> and then Warriors, Timberwolves. No, Again, who, abuse. who knows what the Timberwolves team will look like by Friday. That's true. That is true. And then finally, um, next Saturday, November 3rd, we have the rematch of the game that we really enjoyed watching, Pistons 76ers Saturday. Um, we also have Celtics Pacers on NBA TV Saturday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time. That should be a good game. Um, let's see. Pelicans Spurs. I'll get, I think people mm. really sleep on these Spurs. Do they? I think so. A lot of people didn't even have them in the playoffs. Well, I think I, when I was looking at the Nuggets, I'm pretty sure the Spurs were last in defensive rating. Wow. They're getting the shit scored out of them, on them. All That's over. surprising to me. Um, and then the two last games of the night, next Saturday, Jazz versus Nuggets. That'll be cool. That'll be fun. And then this will be, be a shootout. Lakers, Trailblazers. Oh, my God. That's Saturday. That could they they could combine for two hundred and eighty points. <laughs> they could. I'm telling you, take the over. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's two hundred and sixty. Take the over. <laughs> take the over. We should probably record on Sunday next week then. We're gonna have to. Yeah. Because I I gotta get that. Yeah, I gotta get that game. Mm-hmm. Right, I think that about wraps it up, right? Yeah, that's good. That's gonna be it for this week. Um. Again, check us out on Twitter at NBA Quick Report. You can check out our host on Twitter as well at DMV underscore SN or their website, DMVSportsNetwork.com. Um, they have a large libra- library of podcasts that they just you know mm-hmm. announced the other day. Every single day of the week that there is new content as far as there's fantasy football, there's, there's hockey, there's um, baseball, which is over now, but you know, mm-hmm. there was baseball. Um, basketball, pretty much every sport you can think of. Um, really focusing on the D.C. sports, but as far as our show, we're really just entire NBA heavy. So um, give them a look over there on all their podcasts releasing. Again, every day of the week, there's great content over there, and they're all available on any podcast site you can think of, um, which we prefer iTunes, but I'm not sure how you guys use it. Maybe you have Android, you can use that. There's Google Play. Um, there's Spotify. There's the Anchor site. I mean, there's there's a thousand different places you can mm-hmm. find it. You can Stitcher, is that what it's called? Yeah. I mean, there's plenty Pocket of different Cast sites. Pocket Cast or something? Yeah. Whatever you do find it on, please give us a five-star rating. We don't fuck with four stars. And uh, a review would be great. Yeah, again, we want to thank you guys for listening, and we will see you again next week. See ya.